Welcome back to Our Soul, a podcast by Faith Choice Ohio, Ohio's faith voice for choice. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Our Soul. My name is the Reverend Terry Williams, and I am joined today by the amazing, the marvelous, the extraordinary Nicole Moreno. Many of you may have heard of Nicole or uh, seen Nicole's picture and information on a lot of our recent socials, but Nicole is the Ohio field organizer with Catholics for Choice. Um, you have been on the job how, how many days? At, you, you tell us how many days you've been on the job so far and tell us what your experience has been thus far. I realized this morning that it has been exactly 30 days that I have been Mm. the Ohio field organizer at Catholics for Choice. And it's been really interesting to have these conversations of the intersections of religion and faith and abortion access. That's not just amongst my friends and family, that there really is this large majority of people in Ohio that are pro-choice Catholics that want to have these conversations. And it's been some of the words that I've used in these 30 days have been healing and informative and beautiful. I, I, I love all of those things. We were, we were speaking before um, we started recording this session uh, about how I really want you to be able to meet my colleague, uh, Kelly Fox. Kelly Fox, for those who are regular listeners, is not with us today because Kelly Fox has been doing a lot of uh, this work, as you heard the previous couple of episodes, um, Kelly Fox has been essentially picking up the slack for me because I have been running all over the state preparing for and now in the midst of the Faith and Repro Freedom Tour. And that Faith and Repro Freedom Tour is an educational opportunities tour that we are providing for lots of communities around the state And we come into communities where we are invited and provide education about moral messaging and about how to talk to your neighbors about issue one. Issue one is the abortion ballot initiative in Ohio. Abortion, contraception, the right to continue a pregnancy, miscarriage management, lots of other rights in that amendment. It is a restoration and then some amendment. It is an amendment that gets us back the rights that we have had for decades. And in addition to listening to me in these sessions, folk get to be graced by the wonderful Nicole Marino. And we are here today just to talk to you a little bit about what that tour looks like to give you some impressions of that. And hopefully, Nicole, um, you'll you'll be able to come back for a future episode where you can interact with Kelly Fox and get to meet uh, our other great faith organizer at Faith Choice in Ohio. Um, I, I'm just interested to know as we start off here, Nicole, you've lived here for, for quite a period of time and you kind of know the culture, you know Catholic subculture as well. What have you seen among all of, I, I think your your word was beauty before, what have you seen in the last 30 days that has surprised you or that has given you hope? Absolutely. Um, and typically I always say I am a Ohio native, but 
secret to all those people out there. I was born in Virginia, but I do mm. love Ohio near and dear with all my heart. And I had attended Catholic school for 12 years. And that's really where my Catholic social teaching comes from and kind of the start into my Catholic education. The last 30 days have been incredibly eye-opening where I thought for many years that I had to choose between Catholicism and this call to advocacy and especially call to abortion access and reproductive justice. And that's really been my mission for the last six years in the repro world. Um, in the last 30 days, I have learned more about Catholic social teaching and our three principles that Catholics for Choice really focuses on, which is our conscience, religious freedom, and social justice. And within those three that we really are able to have this major intersection of fighting for abortion access and being a Catholic person and being a lay Catholic and supporting other people. What's really interesting is all the research that I've been able to understand from Catholics for Choice that I never, ever knew. Things that are along the lines of 63% of Catholics believe that abortion should be legal in all cases. Never would I have been given that information before. Never would I have known that one in four abortion patients is a Catholic. That whether people like it or not, people that are having abortions are in our churches, are next to you at mass in the pew. And these three principles I've learned about and heard about, but in the last 30 days, I've been able to have these amazing conversations with people in Ohio about how they're really using their Catholic social teaching and social justice and using it in this fight for abortion access because of their faith and not in spite of it, which has been one of just, again, the most healing and eye-opening experiences. Outstanding. You know, I I hear those, those uh, statistics that are put out, right? <clears throat> and for me, those statistics have names and faces, because the people that we work with and the people that you and I have seen already in, in the Faith and Repro Freedom Tour, um, they're, they're really crying out for a voice. Um, the magisterium, particularly in the Catholic Church, but in many religious systems across the state, um, the leadership of the religious system does not necessarily reflect well or at all the beliefs and the heart and the motivations of the adherents of the religion. Mm -hmm. um, I, I know in our first session uh, with Faith and Repro Freedom Tour in Columbus, um, we heard a, a just a very passionate uh, plea from a person who said, you know, I read my local Catholic church's bulletin every single week. And it has these just horrendous misstatements about the abortion amendment, these horrendous misstatements about issue one. And I thought we were supposed to be people of truth. And I thought we were supposed to be people who told the truth on a regular basis. And mm -hmm. I, I just, I found that, I found that so deep because there's this level of, ah, you claimed that you were something as a as a people of faith, as, as a group of folks, and yet the people in your community are looking and saying, ah, on this issue and around these particular questions, you are failing at the thing you've committed yourself to, right? And that is at the heart of Catholic social teaching, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to hold ourselves accountable because if we don't hold us accountable, who's going to do it, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I, I find that to be such a powerful locus of control 
within the religious community, that the true power of Catholic religious teaching is not in the less than 300 men who govern the church as active bishops, right? It's in the power and the presence of people who care for their neighbors, who know right from wrong, who have moral consciences that say, mm -hmm. I am not being spoken for by the magisterium, right? Mm -hmm. And one thing that Catholics for Choice also talks about is those 274 U.S. active bishops. There's 17 million Catholics in the United States. There's no way that this group of men can represent 17 million different political and social values. And one thing that the tour is able to do and what Catholics for Choice does, and one of the main reasons I was so interested to get involved, is it really provides that historical context and research that really goes into Catholicism and why people, yes, like I was taught to stand up for others and fight for marginalized people. Why aren't we doing that now? And that's something that I've just loved working for Catholics for Choice and being able to kind of bring back this social justice teaching into my everyday practice again. It's just amazing to see that that living tradition right, that is is available to folks. And, you know, we hear this many, many times. Anybody who's been to one of our trainings has heard this spiel already. So, you know, if you have, feel free to freshen up your tea or, you know, get another cup of coffee. But we are pro-abortion, we are multi-faith, and we are intersectional at Faith Choice Ohio. And when we say that we're multi-faith, people say, ah, but why do you spend so much time talking about Christianity and these particular Christians who are anti-abortion? There's a very small number, you know. Well, the fact is, we spend a lot of time talking about the folk who cause a tremendous amount of suffering and a tremendous amount of problems for abortion seekers, right? We center abortion seekers in all we do. And the fact is, abortion seekers aren't having um, people of every single religious tradition stand outside their clinic and tell them that they're horrible and going to hell, right? They have fanatics that have been fed, a very small number of very loud fanatics who've been fed by a very small number of very wealthy and influential people in traditions like Catholicism, fundamentalist Christianity, evangelical Christianity. Those groups then get a lot of airtime in our work because we want to make sure that that space is contested and people know that the real people behind those religious traditions are not the folks who are doing this damage. It is a small number of people who are highly motivated within those traditions and they're motivated primarily by misstatements of the tradition and by misunderstandings of their fundamental principles. You know, we, we hear people so many times when you give the statistics about Catholics in the United States and particularly Catholics for choice to say, wow, I am not in the minority. I am a pro-choice Catholic and I am part of the majority. And it's the first time that they have been able to hear no, you are not alone. Not only are you not alone, you are the center of the church's witness and life in this space. Not just in Ohio, not just in the United States, globally, your opinions, your convictions, your conscience is not broken. It is 
squarely at the center of the religion. It's squarely at the center of the morals. And it's really hard when we talk about that silent majority, right? And that 63% of Catholics are pro-choice. And that's where I think on our tour and what Catholics for Choice is doing and investing in Ohio is that this majority needs to be silent no more. We are there. We are the majority. The research is there. The people are there. And that this hierarchical leadership does not represent people's views. And that's one of the hardest pieces where a lot of folks that I've had these one-on-one conversations with saying, you know, I, I feel like I can't have my faith anymore. And one of the things that we've been trying to hold space for is that there is intersection between faith and abortion access. Do not feel that you have to be silent, that we are here. And that's, again, why Catholics for Choice wanted an Ohio field organizer. We need to get to Ohio to let other Catholics and folks in the faith community know you are not alone. We are not supposed to be silent any longer. It's been way too long. Absolutely. And as we go around on this tour, one of the things, Nicole, that you have brought to folks um, in terms of next steps that they can they can take and, and statements that they can affirm is this, I am a Catholic for choice pledge from Catholics for choice. I, I just want to, I want to read um, a portion of this pledge here um, mm-hmm. and we'll have it in the show notes here, but I, I want to read a portion of this and then I want to invite you to, to give me um, your impression of what this means for you for an individual and just to to give everyone a heads up there's there's a great disclaimer on uh on this pledge that says the term catholic is broad and can include current practicing catholics people who were raised catholics and people who are culturally catholic and then it of course, lets people know if none of those are you, there's also a solidarity pledge, right? So for those of us who are like solidly in another tradition or, or we are not uh, identified Catholic, there, there's another place. But for folks who identify as Catholic in any of those um, aforementioned ways, this pledge starts out and says boldly, I am a Catholic for choice. I am part of the majority of Catholics who support abortion access. I want my family, neighbors, and friends to have the freedom to make their own decisions about their health and lives. I trust a woman's ability to make moral choices about her body and future. I know that people of all genders are sacred and deserve protection from physical, emotional, sexual, and spiritual violence. I recognize that abortion bans and restrictions disproportionately harm people of color. I demand the separation of church and state. I believe this teaching from catechism. In all they say and do, the human person must follow faithfully what they know to be just and right. I reject Catholic leaders' shaming rhetoric on abortion. I refuse to allow this issue to be exploited for political gain. I will not be silent about my faithfully formed beliefs. I am a Catholic for choice. Wow. I'm so glad you read that top part. That's actually one of my favorite pieces of this general term of Catholic. And I think that's so important to kind of talk about where, again, when Catholics for Choice is coming around Ohio, folks, oh, you know, I'm not this active Catholic member of my community. I love the term that they include and culturally Catholic. And I think that's a huge piece for my folks in Cleveland as well. And why I didn't think that 
Catholic could be a form of my identity for so long, where you, again, punish yourself. If you are not this constant active member, you are not part of this community. And I think it's so interesting to even compare it to that perfect advocate or that perfect you know, person that's involved in advocacy. We all are trying our best and have to do what's right for us. And that even stems into, our, again, our idea of our conscience. We know what's best for us. We know we have this ability to choose our free will and that culturally Catholic can be included in here for the folks that have maybe gone to Catholic school and weren't sure and having feelings of maybe that doesn't totally resonate with me or I don't have time to be able to go to mass every single Sunday. You're still included in this huge community. And that's been one of my other favorite pieces of being able to share this pledge and hold that conversation with people that yes you are included in here and we do want to be able to share that amongst people i i had a dear colleague of mine who is now retired um i will not name him uh in this space but uh, as a catholic priest who when people would come to his parish and they would say i you know i don't know if i'm catholic um exactly his question to them was when a tragedy happens or you have a funeral or something really bad in your life occurs and you go to church, where do you go? And he said, if you come to this church, you're Catholic. Mm -hmm. And I found that I found that very profound in its openness, again, to say the place that you cling to the place that you cling to, not because it is perfect and not because you are perfect, but because it is something that is inside you and it is constantly calling to you and you are calling for it to be and to be better. Mm -hmm. That is the relationship, right? So mm -hmm. there, there are people, there are people at all of those stages who are Catholics for choice, right? Mm -hmm. um, I, I find it amazing as we go around the state, we find people who, once the dialogue is opened about Catholics for Choice, they want to speak. Um, mm -hmm. Nicole and I uh, had uh, prepared uh, a session for um, the educational portion of our presentation uh, that we go around to do. We prepared a session that runs about 90 minutes uh, start to finish. And we had everything kind of, you know, well planned out, 30 minutes of uh, dialogue exercise, about an hour of instruction. We've had to change how that education session is uh, allotted in terms of time because people get very talkative when you broach the subject of being a pro-choice Catholic. It's like in that moment, all of a sudden, the dam breaks loose and people have to talk about it. So mm -hmm. we've we've had to like, you know, create space in there, um, which I, I just want to lift up a, a joy that that you, Nicole, uh, you hold space with people so well. I mean, I've, I've been able to see you in action here on the tour and just seeing how you are open to holding other people's stories and other people's perspectives. Um, it, it speaks to the power that you hold as an organizer and a, as a, a field person, but also the power that Catholics for Choice holds to be the container for a lot of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. um, I, I I find that I find that remarkable. 
just remarkable. It, it's been fun though. I, yes. I, and I even can say, I think that we also have to change sometimes our structure because you and I are both chatters and could chat about this for <laughs> hours, which I'm happy to do. And I think that again, it's that excitement that we have and hold that make other people feel comfortable to be able to ask those questions and hold that space. Because I also understand where you hear that term pro-choice Catholicism and you think, what the heck are you talking about? This has been ingrained and unfortunately so many people that these two things do not intersect or intertwine and being able to hold that space and have those questions are so important and being able to again kind of share pieces of my story of again not thinking I could identify in both of these kind of sections of the repro world of the religious world and it, it so many people feel the same way. Or even if you remember when we were in um, one of our cities and we kind of asked, you know, what's your maybe faith identifier? or Where do you identify? And it became even this immediate story sharing of here's the specific terms I use. I used to be this and now I'm this. Here's what I believe. And I think that's awesome. Um, and a lot of the times it's, you know, pieces, pieces of Catholicism and pieces of the Catholic Church are always in there. And, you know, as, as an ordained Protestant minister, I always have to remind people, like, whether you're Catholic or not, the Catholic Church has shaped your religious identity. Because mm -hmm. my religious tradition, literally, we're Protestants because we we are protesting in our tradition against um, elements that were expressed in the Catholic Church. Like, it's not it's not like you get away from that Catholic teaching and that Catholic core, because it is at the root of the church. It's at the root of this, this system of church history. Um, and it is the story of like, okay, so when I say that I'm a member of the United Church of Christ, um, that's one way of identifying. But if you really want the whole story, we're going to be here for 30 minutes, right? <laughs> Everybody's got that story wrapped up mm -hmm. inside of them. Right. Everybody's got that story because religion is a complicated mess for the majority of people. Mm -hmm. And to see the majority of folk be able to say, all right, I'm going to stop being afraid that I don't have all the right words to describe where I am. And I'm going to stop being worried that I might not be the perfect um, you know, religious adherent. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to say what I really believe about this one thing that people have told me to shut the heck up about my entire mm -hmm. life. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's been so interesting. And I even remember one person kind of asking, am I allowed to question my faith? Am I allowed to question the leaders of my church? I think you and I both kind of in unison were like, <laughs> yes, uh, that is part of Catholic social teaching. I actually very much remember that um, part of my education that like you are allowed to ask questions and you should ask questions. No one has the right answers. You know, um, a lot of people are very close to being experts. That is for sure. You are very close to being an expert yourself. But we all have very different faith experiences and narratives, a part of that. And there needs to be discussion around that in in itself. And and that ends up being a core moral value that we talk mm -hmm. about in in the training. You know, this idea of moral agency, that just because somebody else is an expert on a topic that you are 
currently engaged in does not mean that you have to abandon your moral agency to make up your own mind and to make your own decision. Because mm-hmm. moral agency and bodily autonomy are pro-choice values. They're essential elements of who we are. And if we start stripping people of their ability to make moral decisions and we strip people of their ability to make decisions that affect their body, mm-hmm. we're no longer in the realm of free religion. We're mm-hmm. no longer in the realm of a Christian orthodoxy at that point. Mm-hmm. Because Christian orthodoxy says... God gave us free will and God expects us to use it. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we, we could go, we could go forever on, on uh, that work at that point. I, I do want, you know, as, as our time uh, kind of draws to a close here, I do want to get to um, a piece around the work that you do with Catholics for choice um, helping individuals understand these pro-choice Catholic values, right? And being able to tap into the resources, the vast array of resources that Catholics for Choice already has available. And I know one of the big resources that we we love to remind people about is the Advocates Bible. Mm-hmm, and I understand mm-hmm. there's going to be an Advocates Bible study that's yes. starting up here shortly. Can you give us just an overview about Catholics for Choices, Advocates Bible, the Advocates Bible study, and how people can join in that study and uh, benefit from that that work? Yeah, and even before getting into the Advocates Bible, our website, even when I was a part of the interview process, there is so much research and a fabulous information on the website that has been wonderful to read. But essentially last year, Catholics for Choice came out with the Advocates Bible, and it is 100 plus pages of history of Catholicism, reproductive justice, how they intertwine, why we should care about abortion access and how your faith gets you involved. It's one of my, I can't lie, it's one of my favorite books. It is filled with post-it notes. I constantly refer back to it, will constantly refer to it. And we have an Advocates Bible study that's happening on the 19th. And there's four sessions that essentially Catholics for Choice is kind of leading about how to be this advocate, but be centered in your faith and why your faith makes you into this wonderful advocate to care about other people. And I stress that care Mm. about other people, because what an important time and even to pivot into voting right now and for Ohio and issue one we need to be voting in a way that's caring about others and making sure that we are these amazing advocates and that Catholic term again is loosely if you're culturally Catholic if you're a former Catholic I highly encourage signing up and registering for these sessions which are available right on our website Um, they will be absolutely wonderful. And when we go um, to our other tour stops, we do touch on it a little bit and kind of dive into that Advocates Bible. But these are four wonderful sessions that Catholics for Choice will really be getting into um, on the 19th of October is when it starts. So I think that's next Thursday already. Absolutely. And I am so excited because the Advocates Bible, this is like 100 plus page booklet Mm -hmm. that covers everything from St. Augustine and St. Thomas Aquinas Mm -hmm. and, you know, views on abortion all the way through contraception, conversations about fertility treatment, uh, medical ethics, Catholic hospitals. I mean, just like 
anything that you can imagine that could be kind of almost sort of connected to repro and Catholicism, it's in there and it has 15 footnotes. It's outstanding, right? I I understand that I get most excited about things that have footnotes. That that is my terminal uh, reality as a as a book nerd, but. Um, just really highly recommend that resource and highly, highly, highly recommend the Advocates Bible Study training sessions from mm -hmm. Catholics for Choice. You will not regret it, friends. Um, I, I, Nicole, I'm just so, so glad that you are in this space and that you are in Ohio helping individuals see what it looks like to own a pro-choice faith that is not afraid. Nicole Marino, Ohio Field Organizer with Catholics for Choice, thank you so much for being with us today. My thank name you. is the Reverend Terry Williams, and this has been another wonderful episode of Our Soul. Thank you for listening to this episode of Our Soul. If you'd like to hear more of our conversations on religion, abortion access, and all things repro, you can find all our episodes on Podbean, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. For more content, training, and other information, check us out at faithchoiceohio.org.